0: Father, many men fear and respect you, but many do not fear and respect your roar and your power. And I pray that men would fear you once again, knowing that they will fear you one way or the other. They will fear your strength and your glory one way or another. It's just a matter of time. And I pray, Father, that you would strengthen us to be bold as lions in this day and hour of darkness. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to start in the book of Hosea, in chapter 11, in verse 10. They shall walk after the Lord. He shall roar like a lion. When he shall roar, then the children shall tremble from the west. I'm going to start off by saying this, Christ friends, America will hear the roar of the lion one way or the other. Now, this roar will not be confused with any of the elements of this world. So do not let the strong winds, do not let the earthquakes nor the fires fool you. Wait for the still, small voice in the midst of it all. Because the strong winds will come, the earthquakes will come, the fires will burn. But let none of these things fool you. Wait for the still, small voice in the midst of the roar of the lion. We read in First Kings chapter 19 and verse 11, And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind Rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Then in verse 12, and after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire a still, small voice. Now I understand that the bark of a vicious dog can be fearful could be very fearful i've, I've ran from a couple dogs myself but i'm here to tell you do not let this bark drown out this still small voice that is speaking to you and i today verse 20 and 22 of first Kings 17 and he cried unto the lord and said O lord my god hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourned by slaying her son. And he stretched forth himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah and the soul of the child came into him again and he revived. We have spoken of this pit bowl of God's called evil. And it's only by God's grace that this pit bull is leased until this dog is euthanized once and for all. But if this dog is unleashed in your neck of the woods, woe unto you, my friends. You might want to start praying. You might want to start calling out to God like the man of God, Elijah. If you want to see some miracles occur. And I am a miracle sitting here before you today, preaching the word of God, as my life has been transformed by the gospel, as my life has been transformed through prayer, because I know that the fire is coming. First Kings eighteen thirty-eight through 39, then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice in the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, he is the God, the Lord, he is the God. There are those who trust in the Lord, who bow before him, who fall to their faces, who don't fear the fire, but they face it by his strength. I saw today, regardless of what you think of Kanye West, (laughs) What a controversial figure. But you have to respect some of his boldness these days as he faces evil right in the face. In a recent interview on Revolt, he says, and he's telling me I want you to visit the Holocaust Museum. And I was like, I want you to visit Planned Parenthood. That's our Holocaust Museum. (laughs) Whoa, they ain't playing over there. Kanye West, what's going on? And all I can say with this man is, let the fire fall. And while you pray and while you wait and while you fight, understand that no matter how hard the journey is, there is refreshment to be found in Christ. 1 Kings 19.5, And as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. So I have a question for you, friend. Does the journey seem to be too great? If it is, this is how we know that God is near. This is so that we will trust in our greater God and not in ourselves. First Kings 197 and the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, "Arise and eat because the journey is too great for thee. So Brandon, when basic training training seems to be too great because you're about to ship off. Remember who is greater. You say, well who's Brandon? Well Brandon is my new son-in-law who just married my daughter this past weekend. So, Jackie Lynn, my daughter, and Brandon, who are here for today's uh, live message. When marriage seems to be difficult, remember that God is greater. God is greater. We've been married, my wife and I, over 27 years. And I would be lying if I did not say that. Marriage seemed to be too great at some times. But you know what got us through all of those great times? A great God. A great and mighty God. And We together must understand that this great and mighty God, that He created the heavens and the earth for His image bearers. You and I, friend, that know Him through Jesus Christ. For you and I who love Him through Jesus Christ. God loves us through His Son, and we love Him through the Son. Praise His holy, na- holy name. And those of us who love the Son, and those of us who love God, we understand that God is in control. We read in the Psalms, Psalm 106, and verse 41, And He gave them into the hand of the heathen, and they hated them, and, and they that hated them ruled over them. God is in control, friend. You ask why we have the rulers that we have today? Ask God. He put them there. Deuteronomy 10, 14. Behold, the heaven and the heaven of heavens is the Lord thy God, the earth also with all that therein is. I just posted a video on... YouTube and TikTok, I believe that's going to reflect what I'm about to tell you. And with respect that the heaven and the heaven of heavens is the Lord's thy God. And that is that there are three heavens. First, we have the first heaven, which is the earth, the outer court. This is the scene, atmosphere, the physical world. Then we have the second heaven which is the holy place, the unseen spiritual world. And by the way, all three of these heavens are, t- are pictured in the tabernacle. And thirdly, we have the heaven of heavens, the most holy place, the third heaven where we find God's throne, where Christ is king. And as long as that we're in this flesh, As long as that we are in this outer court of life called the earth, the man of God's life was never meant to be easy in this realm. Never. The book of Genesis tells us that we will toil and it will be rough. But God promises to never leave us nor forsake us. First Kings nineteen four. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree, and he requested for himself that he might die. Here's a man of God requesting that he might die. And said, It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. Here we find a man of God in a very difficult time of his life. Asking God that he may die. Here we see that the will of God is not always easy. It is not always health and wealth and prosperity as some preachers lie. Notice that I said the man of God, which means that if you are a man... Or a woman of God. You too might find yourself next to a juniper tree. Questioning why you're even alive today. But if you're breathing with me. It's for a purpose. It's for a reason. Because you are among the remnant in Christ. The remnant are the elect. The true Israel of God. Such as Elisha. This man of God. 1 Kings 19.18, Yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which hath not kissed him. This is where we find the wide path versus the narrow path that we read about in 1 Kings 18.22, Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I only, remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. He was up against almost impossible odds in the eyes of men. There was no room for trusting in himself. He had to fully trust in God to face these odds. Just as you and I face impossible odds within this life, but through Christ we can find the victory. It's on this path that we cry with all of the elect. That cry out with the psalmist, In Psalm 108, 12, and 13, give us help from trouble. For vain is the help of man. Through God we shall do valiantly, for it is he that shall tread down our enemies. Verse 4 and 5, for thy mercy is great among the heavens, and thy truth reacheth unto the clouds. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens, thy glory above all the earth. Some say I haven't called upon the Lord as I have, as I have, as I have, should have. Is this not true for most of us? Call upon the name of the Lord today. Do not look behind. Call upon the name of the Lord today. The Lord is near. The Lord has not forgotten you, my friend. And I believe that's why some of you may have even scrolled upon this message today. Because the Lord is near. Call upon him. Hosea 7 7. They are all hot as an oven and have devoured their judges. All their kings are fallen. There is none among them that calleth unto me. We live in that day. Where very few call upon the name of the Lord. Will you be one of them? So often we fail to call out to the Lord because of our own pride. Our own pride that tells us that we got this. But no, we don't got it. Because if we had it, we would not be in the position we are in today, even as a nation called America. Hosea 7.10, and the pride of Israel testifieth to his face, and they do not return to the Lord their God, nor seek him for all this. And When our rope of pride takes us no further, when it can take us no further, we begin to worry. We begin to worry about the petty things of this life and we become anxious. And I have a question for you. What are you worried about? Because God even commands the ravens in First Kings 17, 4. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. God even commands the ravens. Yet we worry. We must humble ourselves before Almighty God. We must seek His strength, or we will be humbled by His strength. I saw a post yesterday that was the antithesis of what I just said. It was posted by Andrew Torba, the CEO of Gab, and he claims to be a Christian nationalist. And he posted a new book by a Stephen Wolf, and he says the book is so based. He said he's very honored to get an advanced reader copy, and he pre-ordered this book called The Case for Christian Nationalism. And he highlights a, the end of a chapter and the beginning of another chapter, and the highlight says loss and humiliation is the point, however— It is the euphoric to him. His own degradation is thrilling. This is his psychosexual ethnomasochism, the most pernicious illness of the Western mind. You know, I read stuff like this, and and I have to ask myself a question. What in the literal, unholy, gibberish hell did I just read? As these people mock the Bible mock humility and loss, yet that's exactly what we're called to as Christians. Philippians chapter 3 verse 7 through 8, But what things were gained to me, those things I counted loss for Christ, yea, doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. Then they call us social masochists. Are you kidding me? These people are prideful self-preservationists. But when you do not read the Christ book, you end up writing antichrist books whether you realize it or not. There's a metal musician. I don't know where I came across a clip on one of these social media sites, James Hetfield. He's a singer for Metallica, the band Metallica. But I saw this clip and he said, If the riff is bad, the song is bad. Now, that stuck out to me. Because this is exactly why earthly nationalism is bad. Because it's a bad riff. It equates to the Jerusalem above, not the Jerusalem above. And until you understand the divided heart of Israel, you understand little as it pertains to the word of God. Hosea 10, verse 1 and 2 Israel is an empty vine. He bringeth forth fruit unto himself. According to the multitude of his fruit, he hath increased the altars. According to the goodness of of his land, they have made goodly images. Their heart is divided. Speaking of Israel. Now they shall be found faulty, Hosea says. He shall break down their altars. He shall spoil their images. In other words, their idolatry. It's this divided heart that consists of the Israel of God, the elect, versus Antichrist Israel. The Jerusalem above versus the Jerusalem below. You must understand this difference if you want to understand what's going on in the world today. Ten, twelve, Hosea, sow to yourself in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Verse 13: You have plowed wickedness, you have reaped iniquity, you have eaten the fruit of lies, because thou didst trust in thy way, and the multitude of thy mighty men. So here, my friends, we see, as Paul told the Romans, that all Israel is not Israel. First Kings 18:18, 18, 18, and he answered. I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house, in that you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed Balaam. That is the difference between the Israel of God and Antichrist Israel. Jehovah or Balaam? You can choose, my friends. The earthly nationalism or the kingdom nationalism. 1 Kings 18, 21, and Elijah came into all the people and said, How long halt you between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, not a word. Maybe many of them scratched their head like many many of you may be scratching your head even now as I speak. But I'm telling you, my friends, choose. Choose the Lord God or choose Baal. It's one or the other. You cannot serve two masters. But either way, my friends, either way, we will all hear the roar of the lion. Psalm 108. Oh God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise even with my glory. Awake sultry and harp. I myself will awake early. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people, and I will sing praises unto thee among the nations. For thy mercy is great above the heavens, and thy truth reacheth unto the clouds. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens, and thy glory above all the earth, that thy beloved may be delivered. Save with thy right hand and answer me, God hath spoken in his holiness. I will rejoice, I will divide Shechem, and meet out the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine, Manasseh is mine, Ephraim also is the strength of my head, Judah is my lawgiver. Moab is my washpot, over Edom will I cast out my shoe, over Philistia will I triumph. Who will bring me into the strong city? Who will lead me into Edom? Will not thou, O God, who hast cast us off, and will not thou, O God, go forth with our host? Give us help from trouble, for vain is to help a man. Through God we shall do valiantly, for he is it that shall tread down our enemies. I pray that this episode of Gospel was a blessing to you. And if you would like to become a team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can. And support with a subscription. If you're able to do so, we are in this together, Christ friends, keep up the good fight.